How's your exam? It's doing good. It's going good. Yeah, March comes in like a lion and out like a lamb, they say. Yeah, or like a person who has coronavirus. Out like one of them. Yo, what the fuck is up with this year already? Come on, like... I mean, we've talked about it. The Pope slapped somebody. Uh, some other crap happens. So somebody people... died, I'm pretty sure. Kobe died. Kobe died, That was yeah. terrible. Yeah. yeah, and then, you know, now everybody else is going to die following him with corona. But the president will tell us it's fine because there's a vaccine on the way shortly even though people have told him it's on the way and like next year maybe but you know I... when has he let details stop him yet <laughs> <laughs> oh that's sad but I mean at least we have comic books right yeah maybe we'll have less comic books by the end of the year yeah uh, you know, since stuff we talked about uh, it, you know, rumors are abounding that it might be, uh, you know, DC's last hurrah, might be their last choice. I, you know, this is one of those times where I'm like, I was fucking right, haha, but also, hmm. <laughs> like, well, just uh, quickly, this is the review zoo. I am Andrew McDonald, and I am Sam Harper, and this is episode fifty-seven, and we're uh, gonna start now, I guess, with. With that, because you know it's it's been talked about across the internet here and there the last week that uh, you know there could be rumblings that if DC doesn't turn things around shortly for their new corporate owners AT and T, that they might just be looking to offload the whole thing on somebody else. And you know who'll be willing to snatch them up? Papa Disney. Papa Disney with a big check. Yeah, well, big check, big whatever. But you know, Papa Disney be ready. Mm-hmm. We got stuff we can do with that. We we know how to do things with superheroes, guys. So we'll, we'll take them right off your hands. Thank you very much. I can totally see them. If they get DC, they could be like, okay, we're going to do it to Marvel like we did Star Wars. We're going to start converting a lot of these into TV shows. And, and like, we'll we'll yep. make movies once a year, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe once every two years. And then just slow it down so this phase is a little longer. Well, I mean... All they'd have to really do is just start it like the MCU again. Just, you know, all right, we'll do like one or two every year. We're going to do a Justice movie again. All right, so let's, okay, Gal Gadot is pretty decent. If she's still signed on, she's on board, and Jason Momoa is still on board. No, I was talking about the Marvel. Them. No, 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 no. I was talking about Marvel oh. movies. I was talking how we were gonna. they were going to do the Marvel movies now. Like, if they get the DC properties, they don't oh, have to. No. They no, don't. No, no, no. Think about it. So you can take. They got the, the X-Men coming. I know they got. I know, but imagine. Fantastic Four. Imagine if you would, if they weren't movies. No, I hear you. Imagine if they were TV shows. Yeah, but imagine if the newly acquired DC was TV shows. We done that already. DC but, has DC has the most, like most largest catalog of D- yeah. TV shows already. That's been done to shit. We want I good DC movies. Make the DC movies and then take Marvel and said, since we've done like 21 movies already nah. and we showed you we did it, start making a lot of these into TV shows. Because nah. it, them, you, you don't give up a billion dollar movie every time just to be like, well, you know, we've proved our point. We're going to we're gonna switch gears now and try to make something good from these characters. It's like, no, fuck it. Marvel's got, we've used 50 characters. We got 4,950 more characters that we haven't touched yet. Fuck that. Stay with Marvel. But, shit. but. Oh. But if you leave it to TV shows, you have a lot more material to go. You can go for a longer period of time because movies are going to 
when you're doing both DC and Marvel, you're going to start losing their luster. The reason why people are going to see Marvel movies, a lot of it is, I mean, part of it, like a smidgen part of it is also because DC movies also sucked. So like, yeah, but see, I would argue if you start doing TV shows, you're going to burn through storylines faster, actually, because TV shows need more storylines. So you're going to have to do like, even if you're doing a 10 episode thing that's revolving around one story, you're going to have those moments where you're going to want to do a little bit more. You're going to want to be like, eh, let's uh, let's talk about this guy here. Let's have this mission go on and this thing. I feel like if anything, they'd more slow down the Marvel movies and do less of them, like one or two a year. Yeah. And then do one or two DC movies a year. So that it's like, we're not oversaturating the market with both, but we're still building the storyline for everything. I see what you're saying in regards to that, and I am in agreement that slowing down the Marvel movies would make this stuff last longer, but I also think throwing, like, two Marvel TV shows a year, now that they have the DC properties and just focus on making DC movies, would also prolong... I mean, it would burn through storyline, not, like, too quickly, because how much storyline can you get through in a movie, whereas compared to a TV show? Like the Mandalorian yeah, typically are one big story. That's it. I know, but that's two, all you're doing is like two hours where a TV show you can have yeah. five. Like the well, Mandalorian told a five. A Mandalorian told a great story in five hours. Oh yeah, but oh, I mean, great. if you're doing five hours of a Spider-Man TV show, how many Spider-Man stories could you tell? Like maybe you have a giant jackal storyline, but in the meantime, Spidey probably is going to fight the Shocker. He's going to fight somebody else. So you might get like three storylines based on three things that already happened in the universe. Do it like the animated shows. Like they have a couple of villains. They they definitely burned through a couple of things then. Yeah, but they uh, they also started things. They started storylines within storylines. So like they will start this storyline and then they'll have something happen to this person. And then their powers will kick in. So that way they would become the villain for another seat in the next season. But they've already get get tangled in. Like you can like you can do that with TV shows. Animated shows. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it would be proven. You'd have to prove that it's gonna like bring butts to Disney Plus. I think it would bring butts to Disney Plus. But we'll see with She-Hulk. We'll Maybe. see with She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they haven't done it yet, so we have to see what's proven. Already, it's kind of talked about like Disney Plus is losing subscribers just because they've launched, and while it's a fairly decent service, there's only so much there to watch if you're not looking to watch like classic Disney stuff for your kid or something. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for new stuff, there's not a whole ton there. No. And they're not like adding it that fast. That's like, oh, well, there's always something new every month. It's not necessarily every month. Like if you're not into one of the series, there's, there's nothing there for you. I think they should have so, waited. I don't know. Somebody pointed out that they should have uh, waited until the Marvel stuff was already done so that way they can release at the same yeah. time. Like if they waited an extra I mean, year, they would have... they needed to wait until it was done, but they probably needed to wait closer. It's because, like, if they waited an extra year, it wouldn't have made a bigger difference because, like, what was going to happen to Netflix that was going to make it push it over the edge that Disney Plus still wouldn't come in and disrupt all their shit? Like, there's not... Like, Apple TV yeah. dropped, but yeah, but also, like... I mean, the Apple TV... Some of the Apple TV shows are great, but it's not, like... I know, I'm not seeing people clamoring for them like they are clamoring for The Mandalorian. Yeah. Because they had hits. Mandalorian was a great series. I kind of want to get into a discussion yeah. about that later, but Mandalorian was a great series. It's so, like... Yeah, but the thing is, I would have said they more should have had a series. I don't think waiting a year would have really been a good choice, because I don't think you really need to wait a year, especially with the gap between movies. But I think what they probably could have done is just, they could have launched it, like, now-ish. And then with the gap between The Mandalorian, like, 
coming out weekly. That's 10 weeks. So that practically takes you to, say, like, the Black Widow movie coming out. And then, okay, you have the summer for the Black Widow movie. And then by the end of summer, you have the new Marvel show. So it's like you kind of have gaps that are a little bit closer as opposed to now The Mandalorian's over. And now there's nothing like The Mandalorian on that service until Falcon and Winter Soldier. And that's, like, fall or something. So it's... So you're cascading the TV show so that they fall yeah. with... Exactly. You have something end and then something's beginning right after the end of it. So it's at least there's this, there, you know, there's stuff there. If people leave, some people leave, but then more people are signing back in or some are sticking around for both. I don't know. Maybe, that's, that's the best bet. Maybe they should do it like that where they, and there's only maybe like two weeks in between. So like every show comes out, that's a 10 week show yep. that, that, you know, new episodes every week. And then I mean, two it's weeks. solid. Planet. It works if you can do it. Yeah, it works if but, you can do it. Oh, well. So, movie trailers. Right? Because it's been a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to talk about this first one. Social bullshit. I, 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 I think this is a great one. I think I think every now and then you need a, a movie that you know is a joke. I, I think this <laughs> Off is... rip. But see, the problem is, I don't think the movie's a joke. I think the scene that starts the trailer is the joke. No, have you... And did you see the... Did you just... No, did you see the story? It looks like a caricature of Crouch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mixed with Mulan. I, no, I it, saw the story. And Aladdin. And yeah, no, it's a... It's, it's we're a, talking about the Iron Mask official trailer. Yeah, this yeah. Just bad Hong Kong kung fu movie or bad, whatever. I don't know. And then it has a scene where... A prisoner is fighting a prison guard. The prisoner is Jackie Chan, and the prison guard is Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he is doing his. I'm pretty his sure best... they're fighting in the Tower of London. Yes, and he is doing his either best or worst London slash Russian impression. I don't know what he's doing. Look, this is something that should have happened 20 years ago. It should have. This is this is not a thing that we need now. This I need a good drinking game, man. Now. This is a this is a great drinking. I'm not gonna pay money to see this. I'm gonna wait till it comes on demand or something. But like, we're like on TV. But like, this is a great drinking game. I'm gonna watch this fucked up. There's no way I'm not gonna watch this fucked up. This is like, this is clearly a. You're supposed to watch this fucked up. You're not supposed to take this seriously. This is not a serious movie. Mm-hmm. Wait, can oh, we, no. do we bleep this out? Do we bleep out fucked up? Uh, I don't think we bleep out anything. Alright, well then we're good. Why'd I you say all no? Okay. Oh, because your face is frozen for me. But other than that, your voice is fine. Cool, so let's just not post this one to YouTube. Sometimes we post these. I but... mean, you, you can you can turn off your camera and then turn it back on. Hey there, now your face is not frozen. Good to go. Really? Hold on. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's not frozen now. You're moving, so. Oh, wow. I'll call it good. Alright, cool. Cool. Peek behind the curtain. So, yeah, no, the Iron Mask, it's, we've talked about it enough. <laughs> that's all it needs to say? Yeah, that's all it really It's a hot fever dream of a movie. So, um, again, yeah. it's definitely a movie yeah. you go see fucked up. And, you know, the just kind of ha- shit you, you dream up when you have the coronavirus. <laughs> You're just going to do the shameless coronavirus plug every Top single time? Topical. 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 This content will be evergreen. <laughs> never age. A Quiet Place, Topical. part two. Uh, I never saw the first movie. Mm. It was scary. <laughs> I, I heard it was scary. And it was, very quiet. 
And yeah, because uh, the monsters they follow sound, so mm. you have to be quiet. And it also helps that one of his kids is deaf, so that helps. Yeah, that helps. Although it seems to be in the trailer, we find that part of the problem they have now is that they have a baby, and mm-hmm. the babies uh, aren't very good at shutting the fuck up. Yeah, that's why there's that look of terror on that guy's face. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, I, if if monsters were hunting us from noise and someone brought a baby near me, I would be very quietly telling them to get that fucking thing away. Um, but here's my what I understand about this. So it seems like they still have uh, some degree of modern technology. Why don't they set up a bunch of home pods in the middle of a field somewhere and then trigger an iPhone alarm to go off connected to those home pods from about like a couple whatever miles away and then kill everything. Um, I think what happened was, and I haven't seen the movie either, so no. I, I think what happened was is that it happened so fast that a lot of that people got killed. And if you were going to set up home pods, you would be making some type of sound and they would hunt and kill you. I mean, I would imagine, but people are still walking around in this. No. So one would think. Not often. I mean, in this trailer, it looks like people are outside. They have houses. They walk around. No, those people are, that's pre-attack. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Pre-attack, you, you go somewhere, you set up some sort of sound equipment, and you, 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 you put some sort of incendiary devices near it. And then when the monsters show up because they hear said sound equipment making extra sound, you blow everything up. Again, the monsters get there too fast before you even get make the sounds. Look, it's it's understandable. Look, I, I've always said it. There's a conceit about superhero TV shows and movies, and I don't want to take offense about this because I don't mean it in an offensive way. But superhero movies and TV shows, the conceit is that at some point you have to make your character borderline retarded to get things done in the story or it won't work like the flash the flash is really fast the flash should in knowing that someone is robbing a place be able to run into the place at super speed survey the area see what's going on and potentially tie the people up who have committed the crime before they know he's there nearly every time and yet he'll show up at a place stop and go hey, what are you guys doing? And someone will do something random that he will not expect and he will get hit by it and they will escape from him for half the episode until the last 20 minutes when he figures out a way to beat them. But if he just ran in and did this, the show would be over because it would be very boring and it would just be like The Adventures of Barry Allen when he's not momentarily the Flash. I actually watch a show like that. Today, he forgot to get the groceries. He had to run back out at super speed because Iris wanted to cook some pasta. I'd actually watch a movie like that. A TV show. He ran to Italy and bought fresh pasta so she could have it. Did they ever say how fast he could run? How long it would take for him to go to Italy and back? Uh, I don't think they do, but I'm under the impression it wouldn't take very long. He could do it pretty fast. There's definitely been times where he's had to run like around the world really really fast and like it's it's pretty much momentary so yeah well right. so, that's quiet a quiet place, place. 
All right, next one is the Candyman trailer. The third Jordan Peele joint. Yeah, this uh, one's he's, it's produced by him. He's not directing it. Oh, I see. But okay. it's still got his funk on it because they taking a popular black song and then making it As scary. Sam put it, an old black song. Okay, you know what? It's kind of <laughs> old, but I think anything over 10 years is old, and this is 21 years, so... Look, to be fair, 1999, I was still in high school, so that's... that's so was old. I. You were in high school? Right? Don't you mean middle school? Wait. Yeah, <laughs> middle school, middle school, middle school, middle school. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yes, shut up. <laughs> yes, it uses the old uh, Destiny's Child chestnut. Say my name, say my name. Get it? Because Candyman, you have to say his name five times for him to appear. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the last time I thought about Candyman when I was in high school. So there you go. Boom. But mm-hmm. it looks great. Uh, yeah, got some old characters. Um, new characters. Very scary looking, very, uh, very violent, very awesome. Oh, let me see scary movies. Do we know if this is done by Blumhouse? Uh, we don't. I was checking to see if Jordan Peele was the same age as me. He's not. He's 41, so he's a little bit older. Um, let's see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that, that means we, we technically grew up around the same-ish time. Eh, he's a little older. He's kind of old. Uh... Let's see, Jordan Peele. Oh, this is all the stuff he acted in. Where are his producer credits? Producer Candyman. Okay, this shit ain't coming up, so fuck that. Let's just search for Candyman. Let's see who made Candyman movie. Candyman 2020. Peek behind the curtain. Andrew is searching for Candyman facts. I'm using the internet. It is a tool. That allows us to find things and pornography. Um, its production company is Monkey Paw, Bronze Studios, Metro Gold's Win Mayor, MGM. Uh, I don't see any Blumhouse. I don't, I don't think this is Blumhouse because, yeah. Yeah. Tony Todd was the original Candyman and he has a role in this film. Yeah, he's the voice. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Tony Todd, the voice. He's also a uh, reoccurring character in the Final Destination franchise, which I think is pretty neat. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, this looks pretty creepy. Creepy. It's coming out in June, uh, June 12th. And uh, it's a spiritual sequel to the 1992 horror film Candyman that returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. So, gentrification. It's scary. Yes. And it's being directed by female director Nia DaCosta, who's done a few things. So, that's cool. Uh-huh. Lady directors. Um, Mulan. Yeah. Um, it's not a musical. It's not. It looks a lot like uh, Cross Attack and Hidden Dragon. You're going to... Everything looks like Crouch or Dagger Head Dragon today. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, two of those movies have Crouch and Tiger Hidden Dragon like qualities. I'm. You mean yeah. Chinese people? No, I mean just. <laughs> wow. Okay. Chinese people do a kung fu. Flying kung fu. 
Okay. Like, sure. I mean, that's about right. Flying kung fu, like with I mean, like it, 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 we haven't seen right, like yeah. when was the last time we saw kung fu with um like mainstream kung fu with the what is it where they put the rope on the back of the, the wire wire frame? I don't I don't, I don't. Uh, we, we don't do that stuff in America. We just do like stupid stuff. We did that in Lost in Powers like, and Goldmember. Okay, we I think we did it since then. Probably like in the Matrix or something. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We haven't seen that shit in a oh. while. And both no, of these because, movies. Uh, Americans don't do kung fu stuff. They do just like we do superhero movies now, or John Wick, which requires no strings. Yes. Yeah. And that's we'll probably see it in Matrix Four. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure Keanu will be on some strings again, jumping around. At least. Yeah. Doing if they don't do that, stuff. then it's not a Matrix movie. Yeah, I have no idea what they're going to do for that Matrix movie, but, you know, because so they brought him back, but we'll see. But um, anyway, Mulan, Mulan is, um, I'm a little upset because Mushu's not in it. Why? Really? Yeah, because Mushu's not in it. That was, I mean. I mean. Give okay. Eddie Murphy another check. I, why not? I don't see why not. But they're not. They're trying to actually make a good movie this time. Ooh. I'm what? I'm just saying, like, as opposed to, like, all the other movies they've made, where it's like, hey, let's ma- remake our cartoon movie exactly the way it was. And now it's like, hey, let's make this an actual, legit movie that people, uh, you know, won't assume is crap right away. By changing it a lot. Yeah, but people seem fucking excited from Mulan. Yeah, I mean Donnie with Donnie Yen and Jet Li and Gong Li. I'm not denying any of these things. I'm just saying. I, f- I feel like that uh, that helped a little bit. And Jason Scott Lee. I was gonna say it's got all the Lees. It sounds wrong, but it's actually true because it does. Nelson Lee. It's a lot of Lee's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a veritable who's who of, uh, you know, Asian actors. So uh, that's cool. Should do well. Yeah, it should. I mean, it's a Disney movie, and it's, you know, it's Mulan. And I believe I heard Christina Aguilera is singing the reflection song for it. Really? Wow. Yes. I mean, it's 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 Christina Aguilera. You know, is that how you pronounce her name? Uh, I mean, you can call her dirty. Wow. Filthy. Nice. Nasty. Nice. That's an old song now. What's Redman doing right now? (laughs) Um, probably casting residuals. That's about it. Mm. I mean, he was smart enough to spend all his money in Newark, so it probably goes a long way. Yeah, I remember his Cribs episode. That was great. He's he's 49 years old. Uh, he's apparently on Twitter. So he's he's busy posting on that. So he's, he's not completely gone. People don't have to wonder what he thinks. He's telling you. And he's got a new EP out that came out 11 hours ago. So there you go. Weird timing. Okay. There you go. Redman. Still making shit. And the Newark. Ugh. 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 Okay. Um, so let's see what's next. And that's Mulan. 
So that's Mulan. When's it coming out? This year. <laughs> it just says 2020. That's not the answer. It's coming out March 26th, this month. All right. Or 27th officially, but 26th in certain theaters. Are you going to take Chloe to go see it? Uh, no. No. She's going to be three, and she's not going to sit still for this shit. <laughs> so maybe next year. Or for something I think that will engross her more than this movie. Maybe if there was a dragon in it, but there's not. So you're saying this movie would be more appealing to you if a certain be more appealing to her and in fact you as well because you are a parent no if you added a certain no no what's appealing to me is being able to sit on the couch and not have to worry about people looking at me and spending money and having to deal with someone who doesn't want to sit still it's like no I can pop my own popcorn and just watch it here that's appealing not with her. Maybe next year. No. I can barely get through a half an hour show, let alone two goddamn hours. Jesus Christ. Terrible. All right. So, speaking of torture, Saw Spiral. Yes. There we go. Segways. Yes. So, yeah. New Saw movie. Yeah. And both Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock are in it. Like, Chris Rock's Which the black main guy will die? Probably, probably both of them. Maybe. Yeah. It will serve as the ninth installment in the Saw franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and not, again, it says it's, it's a, from a, the Book of Saw, so that's a thing to interesting. It might end up being like Saw's turning into a religion with jigsaws, like you know. Also, they're only targeting cops, so bummer for cops. <laughs> yeah. Lionsgate officially released an opus working the shadows of an esteemed police veteran, Samuel Jackson, brash detective, Ezekiel, Zeke Banks, and his rookie partner uh, take charge of a grisly investigation into murders that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. Unwittingly trapped in a deepening mystery, Zeke finds himself at the center of the killer's morbid game. So there you go. Yeah. Apparently Chris Rock uh, got this going. He wanted to have it happen, and he wanted to be part of it. And uh, I think he wrote now it. Now we're here. Um, I was going to see that. I think he may have had. It's a screenplay by Josh Stolberger and Peter Goldfinger. Oh, never mind. But um, Rock approached Lionsgate with his ideas of extending the franchise. So I believe he had ideas on how to extend it. And then it sounds like somebody else wrote it. Oh, okay. He got them interested. And then from there, it was like, cool. Uh,. I saw Saw was comparable to what Eddie Murphy had done for buddy cop films in 48 hours. Uh, he's been a fan of it since 2004. He wants to take this opportunity to take it to a really intense and twisted new place and give Saw a completely fresh perspective. So there you go. It will exist in the same canon. It's not a reboot, or it will be a direct sequel. So same world, different stuff. Uh, and it's scheduled to be released May 15, 2020. Moved up from October, so it doesn't have to compete with Halloween Kills, the sequel to 2018's Halloween. I'm going to enjoy that movie because I enjoyed that Halloween movie really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. More horror for you. And, you know, May. So if it doesn't have a ton of competition and people want horror, then it probably will do well. 
because you know Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. It's a decent combo. I'm. I'm well, wait, wait, wait. When was the last time Bill uh-huh. was CB four? The last time those were in the same. Those two were in the same movie. What is a CB four? The the movie CB four. I don't know what CB four is. Oh my God! Google CB four. That's a Chris Rock movie. CB four. Uh, this movie is older than me. No, it's not. Um, it's coming out in 1993. Yeah, I don't think I know it because I was 10 years old at the time. Yeah, I saw it young. I, like I may have seen this cover at some point. Yeah. This is the... Okay, so this is a kind of like a mockumentary movie about like... Kind of like a spoof on... um. Straight out of Compton, before Straight out of Compton, and it's like, and it's like those guys. But these are these all these are fake gangsters. These aren't real gangsters, and Chris Rock is one of them, and it's, they're called CB4. I see. Yeah. Uh, you ever see the gif of some guy holding his fist up and he's like, "I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, and they're black, and they're black." That's from there. Yes. Yes. I see. That makes sense. All right, well, now we'll move on to talking about BAPS, I guess, next. Um, with Halle Berry from the 90s and a random black actress who was also in it with her that no one remembers. Yes, BAPS. Black American Princesses. No, Anyways. that's Chris's favorite movie. <laughs> okay. Kidding. There we go. <laughs> Last one, Minions. <laughs> I'm just mentioning it because this is like what the fifth minion movie, the fifth in this universe if movie. You count, if you Despicable count, Despicable Me one, two, Despicable and three. Two, yeah, Despicable Me one, two, three, and there was an original Minions movie. Was there two Minion movies or one Minion movie? I believe there were only one. Okay, so this is the fifth movie in this universe. I mean, to be fair, who doesn't love the Minions? That's the thing. I have not seen one of these movies. Is is it really no. this good? Like I don't. You're doing yourself a slight disservice. They're pretty entertaining. Really? They're relatively entertaining, and the minions, I mean, just with their nonsense speech, are pretty entertaining too. Hmm. Yeah, they're they're, they're fun. I would, I recommend watching them at least once. They're kind of fun. I don't know if they've ever gone up against uh, Pixar for an Oscar, Oscar, but if they did, they probably were robbed because. You know, they're definitely come on. They're definitely years. Pixar wins an Oscar for like animated stuff, and it's like this was bullshit. This yeah. was a phoned in year. Yeah, no, no, no. I no that I agree with. I agree with that. I don't. Yeah. That was. Did they win this year? I don't even think they won this year. I think they didn't win this year. No, they won. They lost to um something else. Uh, ooh, cheese, 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 cheese. It was a big deal too, cause it like I was even. It was like the one with the was it like a a Sasquatch or something. It was a Sasquatch uh, that was like he could talk. I think it was, I think it was that. Let me see. I'm just, I'm checking it now, actually, to see who won this year. It was a bullshit. Like, I think what they had going up against it was like, you know, this should not win. It was, I think it was the missing. No, it actually did win. I think. Yeah, missing link. Because I'm, I'm seeing a thing. F- yeah, it went up to missing link. How to Train Your Dragon, Claws. You know, Toy Story Four should not have won shit this year. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sure it did okay, but like. 
I'm sure more people than not didn't see Toy Story 4 because it was like, uh, Toy Story 3 was already a perfect ending. We don't need this. That's what the uh, mic said. Because they're right. Toy Story 3 was the perfect ending. Like, I damn near cried watching Toy Story 3. It was the perfect ending. Like, they make you believe that you're going to watch these toys die in an incinerator together. Yeah, I know. That was the one of the most intense things. And we got, like, they all hold hands. They're just like, oh, yeah. fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They make I, you think that's going to happen. It's like, no, this is a kid's movie. They won't do that shit. Oh, so, oh fuck, fuck, fuck. Are they going to do that shit? <laughs> it's like, cool. I don't, need to be, I don't need to be feeling these feels. Why the fuck are you doing this to me? Mm-hmm. And then they come back and it's like, hey, let's send them on an adventure. And it's like, no. No. This didn't need to happen. I'm sorry. They shouldn't have won. That was bullshit. It's like them winning for the good dinosaur. They didn't win for it, but it would would have been shit if they did. Because no one ever saw that fucking movie. <laughs> I barely knew that movie happened. Exactly. Everyone barely knew that movie happened. No one's ever seen that goddamn film from beginning to end. I think the last Pixar movie I was watching like regularly, like when not, the Pixar, like consecutive Pixar movie was like brave yeah that's fine that's cool brave was good but it's like it's like when people go cars is the worst picture of franchise no the good dinosaur is the worst picture of franchise because nobody ever freaking watched that movie it was garbage people actually watch cars no one watched the goddamn good dinosaur go out on the street and ask people no one can tell you anything but people tell you who light mcqueen is they know that motherfucker yeah they do they know he's owen wilson yeah they are yeah yeah yeah, he is. There you go. So, I, I may or may not have watched know, the Cars movie. They know Larry the Cable Guy is the other one. Yeah, they know that. I, that one I knew for a fact. See? See? Exactly. But who was anybody in The Good Dinosaur? Couldn't name a single name. I don't know anybody in that damn movie. No one cares. It's a bad dinosaur. That's what it was. I'm actually um, thinking more about Dinosaur, that live-action dinosaur movie. Movie? Yeah. Or TV show? There was a live-action movie. Well, it was kind of like a live-action movie. I'm old. I'm thinking of Dinosaurs, the TV show. So you got to give me more. Um, not the mama. No, not not that. Although, the, the mm. wow, that. But um, yes. that's on Hulu, I think. Probably is. Everything else. There was this uh, dinosaur movie where like, this dinosaur guy separated from his parents. And he was got raised by, like, lemurs on this island. And then the island what? got hit by like meteors, and he had to like what? run away and like with the with his the last bits of his family, and they run into Are you like talking a about her- the land before time. No, this was an actual live action. It's called Dinosaur. I'm not even fucking okay. with you. Like you, all right, I believe you. You you mean to tell me also, you can Google all the other shit? You can't Google Dinosaur. I mean, that seems really vague. I feel like I'd get a lot of things. Just type in Dinosaur live movie. This seems extremely vague already. Came out like other than like I've gotten like Barney and shit like like maybe it's two thousand dinosaur two thousand yeah. was it from Disney yes no one ever saw this goddamn movie yeah but it was it was great actually people saw this which is goddamn surprising it apparently made three hundred forty nine million dollars it was the fifth highest grossing film of two thousand. Ooh, 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 ooh. And it starred apparently Alfred Woodard, which is just weird, and Hayden Panettiere. But 
It was no a... one ever saw this movie. I, I, I saw that movie in theaters, dude. Okay, look, people <laughs> saw this apparently. I just, I only ever saw a poster for this movie. But, it, it okay. was, a, it was a good movie. All I don't right. know if it was a good dinosaur level good movie, but it was a good movie. I mean, apparently it was good enough. It made a lot of money. So, all right. Well, the Minions: The Rise of Gru that is coming out this year. Yep. Uh, I'll give you the date in a second. But you know, if you like Minions, there will be more of them. They're not going anywhere anytime soon, and they'll be here July third, along with John Claude Van Damme, who's also in this movie. So there you go. There you go. John claude Van Damme and Julie Andrews and Taraji P. Henson are all in this movie. Hmm. I've already... Also, Dolph Lundgren, Russell Brandt, and Lucy Lawless, and Michelle Yeoh, and Danny Trejo. Okay, I'm already... I'm sold for this movie already. I'm good. Why would all these people be in the... Okay. Because it's voice acting. It's easy. They can just come in, say their lines, and uh, children will love it. You know, Minions. This is why I wanted to be a voice actor, dude. This is exactly why I wanted to be a voice actor. Look, man, just uh, just start talking over shit. What do you think? Your lines. What do you What do you think this is? Look, I'm just saying. There's lots of anime out there. Just you know, take it, record lines over it, call it a day. Hmm. Fan dub. All right. So uh, you new can seg- dub over that new one from Japan that they banned. The one about dudes who just want to bone mythical creatures. How did I you miss this? About that one? How did I miss yeah, this? It- Okay, um, we're going to go and do some reviews in a second, but uh, <laughs> uh, if you have small children present, earmuffs. Uh, this one is called, I believe, Interspecies Reviewers. Oh, uh, got banned yes. on a bunch I, of channels in Japan. I did see a I saw a clip from this, and I was just like, this isn't hentai? What the fuck? And it was like, no, no they don't really show anything. It's kind of like, I don't know, titillating, I guess. But they basically go to like random whorehouses in this mythical kingdom, and they're like, we're going to bone some fairies today. And then they'll come back and like write reviews on it. And we're like, yeah, having sex with this fairy was like, great. And this and that. I really liked it. And like, eight out of ten. And it's like, I really didn't like it. They're like, too much of this and that. Or like, it's like, having sex with elves is awesome. They look super young. They're like, super attractive and this and that. I recommend it to everybody. And then it's like, the elf guy would be like, I fucking hated it. She was like, 500 years old. Yeah, you humans might think it's great. But all I can smell is death on her because she's so freaking old. It's just like, where's the elf guy will like having sex with like, you know, a 55 year old, you know, like fat woman? Because it's like, she's so fresh and so soft. I love it. And the rest of the human guy is just like, have you looked at her? Yeah. This is a very interesting t- topic. Yeah, it got kicked off Funimation, I know. Funimation got rid of it. Very early on. I'm surprised they even got it on the first try. Yeah, they they had it on maybe like an episode and they were like, well, we can't put this shit nowhere. Fuck that. This shit is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But it's out there. You can find it. It's still airing on some channels in Japan. Yep. Just not the main ones. Uh but yeah, okay. So moving on. Reviews. You saw Harley Quinn. Birds of Prey. Oh, Birds of Prey. Uh what is it? Uh, colon Harley Quinn. It's called well now it's called Harley Quinn Birds of Prey, oh, but originally yes. it was called Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Miss Harley Quinn. Because you know, um, they had to change the name because the internet nerds got upset that it was going to be turned into a feminist agenda movie about Harley Quinn. I just thought they wanted to make the title shorter. 
Oh no, there were a lot of internet nerds upset. I was on. Are you serious? Many, I was on very many Twitters with people who were like, "Look what they've done to the character. They've made her so ugly and beat up and busted. No one wants to see that. They want to see this Harley Quinn." And then it's like, "Oh look, it's a fan art of a pornographic picture of Harley Quinn." Now I know what you jerk to. That's great. Some of these people work in the comic book industry and actually get paid money, lots of money, on Kickstarters and other things. And that's what they were spending their time doing. Shade, no shade. Or have podcasts and uh, commentate on other things on YouTube and otherwise. And we're like, this is why I didn't make money. I don't want to see a woman character like that. And I'm a woman too. And it's like, mm. Those are called birds, but, and we say caca caca to them. Yeah, but yeah, um, please tell me more. Okay, um, this is, might sound surprising. I like this movie. I don't think that's surprising at all. It got relatively decent reviews. Yeah, um, I don't understand what the fuck everyone's having a problem about that they're make this isn't making them more money. I mean, other than what you just told me, which bums me the hell out now. Um, yeah. this was a great movie. Um, one, you're not, it's not going to be like, it's a fun story. I, I, this was a very fun Harley Quinn movie. Okay. Um, so the basic gist is Harley Quinn and the Joker have split. They yes. more like he kicked her the fuck out and she's like not taking it so well. So she's doing a lot mm-hmm. of reckless shit, but she's also the not officially broken up. So like no one knows that they broke up. So she's still enjoying his protection since joker runs gotham she pretty much can mm-hmm. do anything so there's like a montage of her doing everything from like dancing yeah. to making out to stealing someone's alcohol to stealing someone's drug to vomiting in someone's purse and a very dramatic scene where she breaks someone's legs um she gets away with all this shit and then she decides she needs to be a person for herself so she decides um so she wants to out her that she's broken up with him so she destroys acme factory with a mm. truck and Chaos ensues because uh, a lot of people hate Harley, and then there's like understandable shit just going wrong for her, and then one of them is Black Mask, and he happens to have lost a diamond, which allows him to. Uh, the diamond has shit engraved in it, which like her accounts that will lead to even more millions. The diamond's worth ah. money, but there's even more millions. It's the lost uh, money of the lost fortune of a crime family that he funded to have whacked. So gotcha. they're trying to find the diamond, but of course shit happens. Hilarity ensues, and di- and Harley comes in possession of the diamond and a child who stole the diamond, who is Cassandra Kane, which they totally changed her storyline. She's just a pickpocket, yeah. but she's hilarious. And um, so just hilarity ensues. So people want to kill Harley. People want the diamond. Harley wants to keep alive and steal dumb shit and also enjoy a bacon, egg, and cheese. So there's a lot of shit going on with that. But again... I mean- like egg and cheese is delicious, understandable. They're, okay, so like I gotta tell you, this uh, let me just the movie reminds me kind of like Kingsman, Kingsman and uh, Deadpool. It like when I mm. say like it's just funny, but like ridiculously funny. But like you're just like this is stuff. It's it's enough set. It's um Daniel O'Brien from Cracked, R.I.P. Cracked had a phrase called "nuff said." They're mm-hmm. nuff said movies, so like you'd be like, oh, like you know, in Kingsman, you got like a, a murder scene in a church, and you know, like fighting some chick with some, a sword lady, a sword like chick lady, and Samuel Jackson talking as like a, as a criminal mastermind. Nuff said, right? So like, mm-hmm. this is one of those nuff said movies. It's got a scene where like Harley Quinn taking out an entire police police force with like a 
a glitter bomb gun, a, a beanbag gun, and like she was like had a shotgun with a beanbag, glitter bombs, and like mm-hmm. gas masks. There's a scene where she's like does a roller derby scene where she's like chasing a car to catch up to it, and then like there's a heartbreaking scene involving a bacon, egg, and cheese. Like <laughs> they make you really want this movie. Like to like you're like oh that's a for real. <laughs> And then, like, the other character's race. But this is... I noticed I also said all those scenes were Harley Quinn scenes. This is her movie. This is not, like, I mean... I Like, if they made a sequel with Birds of Prey and they were just only those characters and Harley Quinn wasn't in that movie, unfortunately, I wouldn't see that movie. Those characters were great. Rosie Perez was great. Uh, Mary Winstead was great. Uh, Smollett Smalls. I can't remember her name. Journey Smollett. Yeah, she's Eve from Eve's Bayou. That was a great movie. It was very sad. She's also What's-Her-Face from Full House. She's also What's-Her-Face from Full House. I don't remember her name either, unfortunately. I'm sorry. But she was great in this movie. Uh, uh, McGregor. Edwin McGregor, I think. or Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. His Black Mass, I didn't expect him to be done that way, but he was great. It was like kind of like a flamboyant socialite who's also she was the niece i'm sorry from full house she was little richard's niece little richard's in full house i don't think she was little richard's niece yes there was an episode where little richard came onto the oh, show little richard came on i see and he yeah. was, that was his i got you she was that uncle richard yeah that makes sense she was also on the cosby show or one of the cosby shows the second one with madeline Kahn. she was in that one. Oh, okay yeah that was a good one too, and she was in a uh, True Blood, I think, for a little while as well. That was probably when I stopped watching because I don't remember mm-hmm. that at all. Yeah, she was in True Blood as well. All right, but anyway, the later seasons. They were all great. It was a, they were all great in their roles. It was definitely Harley's movie. That was definitely a thing. Um, but like, it was a fun. Sh- it was a fun go at it. Like, there's a scene where like uh the pickpocket like everyone has their singing to shine where everyone just gets really cool. Like, uh, I don't know what the young actress's name is, but the pick Cassandra Kynes character, she Ooh. was like, she's like skipping down the sidewalk, pickpocketing everyone that she sees. And like, and you see doing it in real time. Like, she takes this person's watch, she goes on the wall, and she's like, excuse me, pardon me. And she's just picking people. And that's how she ends up picking pocket the guy who has the diamond. So she has possession of the diamond. And like, just, and it's doing it to the song, like a remix version of the song Sway by D. Martin. So mm. it's kind of have this weird lull to it. Oh, mm-hmm. s- soundtrack to this movie, amazing. Like, I don't know if people knew this, but the soundtrack to Suicide Squad wasn't half bad. Like, I don't know if... It, no one ever really talked about it, but no, like... it was fine. That soundtrack was pretty cool. The same thing with this Ali one. Wong is in this movie, too. What? Yeah, she is. She plays Moira... Uh, uh, Renee Montoya's... Uh, the DA that she's the... She's like, she's a detective, captain detective, and that she's like the DA, her like or the ADA, and they also had a relationship, so... And I was I'm just like, oh sold. shit, that's Amy. I was like, oh shit, that's Amy Wong. Oh, ha, ha. that's awesome. Like I was just random. I was like, oh cool. But yeah, uh, soundtrack was good. Uh, they had there was a song in there called Diamonds that had no, which is a part of a cool scene, and it has Normani and um, Normani and Megan Thee Stallion. Remember her, the anime fan, friend of the show, fan of the show. She's both of them are in. The, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay, cool. But both of them are on the cover. I mean, of I know who she is. It's just her name always. The Megan yeah. the Stallion, like a tribe called Quest. I you say the whole thing. Yes, you just, you a just tribe called Quest. I get that, but why would I want to be Megan the horse? Stallion, because she. she a stallion is still a horse. Yeah, I know. She's saying that she rides well. 
wouldn't I ride a horse as opposed to a horse riding me? Okay, I feel as though this is one of those things where it's just because you're old, so I'm just going to let it go. Anyway, they were on a cover of Rolling Stones, and, you know, it, but the soundtrack as a whole is great. Mm-hmm. And this movie, I, I got to tell you, it was a fun movie. They're, they're, were there writing issues? Yes. Were there some stones that were a little stale? Yes. But it was a fun movie. It was just a it was just a fun movie. Like you had a I enjoyed the time spent in the movie theater watching this movie and saying, Yeah, will I watch it again like repeatedly? No. Will I watch it every once in a while if it comes on television? Yes. It was that fun of a movie. Okay. Well, came out February seventh and it's made about hundred and eighty eight million dollars yeah. worldwide total, with supposedly a budget of about eighty four million dollars, uh, is what it costs. So it's at least doubled what it cost. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Which make means it may not be a total failure. It's just not a big hit. And I assume that the reason it's not a big hit, at least in my assumption, is Suicide Squad. Yeah, the Stink of Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I think the Stink of Suicide Squad is what did this in, more so than any other nonsense or people complaining or right-wing, I don't know, jackasses complaining that she wasn't sexy enough or it was like... Uh, what is it? Uh, social justice warrior garbage. Yeah, I, I assume it's the stink of Suicide Squad because that movie was trash, complete and utter trash. Um, and you know, James Gunn may need to be careful because, as good as he is, he will still have to stink of it on him. Uh, it's just that simple. And I, I would honestly say the same for Shazam 2 and Black Adam. Like, I know they're filming both of them at the same time, I don't know if that's a great idea yet. I think Shazam did okay. I don't think it did amazing, but I think it did okay that it made money. But, like, I don't know how many people out there still clamoring for more Shazam. I'm just saying. And while The Rock is, like, the golden boy, The Rock still has his share of, you know, duds. You know? I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't see Rampage. Pretty sure a lot of people didn't see Skyscraper. And we know Jumanji 3 didn't do that well either. So, he ain't bulletproof. Wait. One, Jumanji 3? I thought it was Jumanji 2. No. Jumanji 2 was the first one that he did. Oh, oh, right. Was Robin Williams. Yes. Jumanji, was, was, yes. Rock. That's Jumanji 3 is doy, technically this new one. Doi. Right, okay. Yes. And yeah, I and totally Jumanji forgot. Do that well. I forgot Skyscraper the moment I finished watching the trailer. Yeah, everyone did. Everyone did. Oh, it's The Rock. He's got to get out of Skyscraper. Man, he's missing a foot. Cool. It's the rock, so you know what's gonna happen. He's in the skyscraper. All right, the end. Credits. Yeah. Did the rock survive? Yes. The end. Credits roll. Mm Mhm. Um. Yeah. So uh, you saw that. That's cool. I saw Superman: Red Sun, which has come out uh, recently. What was the date? Um, but Superman Red Sun is a DC animated film that um, is based on the DC comic book that came out in 2003 so a bajillion years ago then uh, the film came out on the 25th of December or sorry February February um, and then digital and then it came out March 17th or it's coming out March 17th on Blu-ray and 4K UHD but um yeah, so the basic story is that instead of Superman landing in Kansas, his spaceship lands in the middle of the Soviet Union during the year of 1946. 
or uh, 1940s, really. Um, and during the year of 1946, a young girl named Svetlana, Svetlana, because, you know, it's got to be Alana, uh, is being is chasing after a boy being bullied. Uh, she beats up the bullies, but the boy reveals that he wasn't scared of the kids. He was scared of hurting the kids as he shows her his strength. She convinces this boy he has to use his powers to help his country. Jump ahead many years ago, and Joseph Stalin has his Soviet Superman, who is their, you know, thing to the world, to go, we are superior. The Soviet way of life is great. Yada, yada, yada. And on the other side of the fence in the United States, you have Lex Luthor, who is basically America's golden boy, who's inventing stuff for them, who's, I'm going to take care of Superman for you. Don't worry. I got it out of control. Um, if you haven't read this book since 2003, it's a good book. Um, it's written by Mark Miller, who everybody knows now for Kick-Ass and other things, and for probably everything that's going to come out of Netflix. Um, this is basically the book. There's no difference here than the book. So it's, you know, if you've read the book and you like the story and want to see it again, done another way, the animated film won't disappoint you. It'll tell the same story, but it'll do it, obviously, in a more fun way to watch. Um, if you haven't read the book, then I'd recommend watching the movie. It's got a good cast. Jason Isaacs, who I believe has played Superman a few times in the past, um, just not Russian Superman. Uh, Diedrich Bader, he's playing uh, Lex Luthor. Amy Acker, who has definitely done some of these things in the past as well, who's playing Lois Lane, and a bunch of other people here and there. Um, it's, like I said, it's a fun take. You get Wonder Woman, you get Superman, you get a new Batman, who is basically a Russian child whose parents die in a gulag. Um, you basically find out that Stalin has been still putting dissenters into gulags underground with lead-lined walls so that the Soviet Superman does not know they exist. And when he finds out they exist, he is not happy because they're not quite representing the Soviet dream that he was told to represent. Uh, but we also see a, a small young child there who basically, you know, gives him the line like, they say you can hear... A bird's wings flapping around the world, and yet you couldn't hear our cries for help all this time. And then, mm. you know, many years later, when Soviet Superman is now the running, you know, the Soviet Union after killing Stalin with heat vision, um, a Batman shows up to punish this Soviet Superman for taking their choices from them and ruling them with an iron fist. So that seems fun, because, you know, it's basically Batman being Batman. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hurt you, even if you're super. So, um, I won't say much more, but, you know, things happen, things change, everything takes a turn, and, um, all in all, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I liked it. Apparently, there's been some reaction from the Russian media uh, that we'll call Russia phobic hysteria again. Uh, <laughs> if Russia had been so interesting, there would have been no red sun. Uh, after the release, uh, they criticized the tape for changes in the plot compared to the original source. In particular, it was noted that Superman was reduced to the level of a villain, adding themes of feminism and LGBT, as well as a changing to the ending. He also criticized the cartoon primarily for changes in the plot compared to the comic book. Uh, the atmosphere of the original was completely lost, and the main plot twist was removed from the finale. So, yeah, I don't know. But these are people basically saying, like, the Russian theme causes certain reactions in American society, but the USSR, not love in the US. According to journalists, we need to focus on our heroes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lots of people. Lots of, you know, names from previous DC stuff. And 
again, it's fun. And it's available now digitally and will be available soon uh, in stores. So if you want your Superman, go get Red Sun. I'm down for it. Yeah, it's not too bad. DC Animation is uh, great. Um, so we're moving on to TV. All right. So the next one is the trailer for... F- well, the Super Bowl happened, um, happened in February. If you know you watch those sorts of things, you know, a good old you know, kickball is, is A-OK for me. Yes. The ball of kicking. The football. Yeah. But, American uh, football. Also, they have a shit ton of cool commercials. Some of those commercials are trailers. And some of those trailers are Marvel movie, TV shows. Sorry. About the same movies. Nope. TV shows. So they showed us a little quick teaser for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki. It was about, I want to say, 30 seconds long. And I didn't... I got yeah. really hyped, surprisingly. Like, really hyped for all of it. Oh, no. I mean, it's it was kind of the first look we got of a lot of these things. So it was um, definitely pretty neat. I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier... You know, there were bits and pieces of it leaked out, so you kind of know what to expect. It seems like it's going to be a pretty, really, relatively straightforward story of, you know, the two of them kind of dealing with the U.S. government, basically wanting to have their own Captain America and not have Falcon be their Captain America. Um, so it looks very interesting, especially since we've had set photos leak of um, John Walker, I believe that's his name, John Walker, the U.S. agent, who's going to be uh, also part of this film series. Um, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. But then we also got WandaVision, which was probably the next biggest look, which just shows that apparently it's going to be really weird. Yeah. It seems to be mimicking like other TV shows. Like Roseanne. And like, like I Dream Roseanne, of Jean. Like I Dream of Jeannie. Like the, um, the Brady, Brady Bunch. Bunch. It, like I, it was something else, but yeah. But like the reality is changing like that. I was just like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. Oh, I, I I have Love Lucy. That was the other one. Yes. I love Lucy. But yeah, it, it just basically looks like it's going to be very weird and very kind of out there. And Wanda's state of mind, I imagine, will be up for grabs as it normally is. And then last, Loki. Uh, we didn't really get much from that other than the fact that Loki kind of just is sitting in a room somewhere. And he's basically saying, I'm going to burn this all down kind of thing. Yes. But uh, it's been speculated he's like I guess in some time traveler jail because yeah. he's been screwing with time. Yes, um, I mentioned this on the previous podcast. Uh, shout out to Tony um, Sam and Ed's totally original geek news podcast. All available where all Rapture Press audiobooks um bleh, available where all Rapture Press <laughs> podcasts are found. We don't have audiobooks. We have audiobooks. Then, yes. Uh, <laughs> tell us. I want to know where this this money is. Not in the uh, Cayman Islands. Anyway. Um, Out of the banana stands. But Kang the Conqueror is going to be introduced in Loki. Yeah, that seems possible. Seems pretty likely. So it seems maybe likely that the next big villain isn't after Thanos is Kang the Conqueror? Yeah, it's quite likely. I mean, that seems to be it. Kang ties in nicely with the Fantastic Four and the Avengers, so... He has encounters with Doctor Doom. All those things line up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the X Men are the X Men. They can still do the X Men and do an event for the X Men all by themselves without 
tying them totally into the Avengers. So, yeah. it's all doable. Yes, it's all it is. Doable. So, yeah, we'll see. But that's all later this year. Um, again, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, I want to say, is September. I'm just going to check it. But I want to say it's September. And it looks like it's filming yada, yada, yada in Georgia. It's coming to this. And it's going to arrive. When is it going to arrive? Apparently they just released something 13 minutes ago. The Falcon and Winter Soldier set video features U.S. agent in action. What? Yeah, there was apparently a video from 13 hours ago. March 2nd. But I don't know when that's uh, releasing. I know it's soon. It's definitely this year. Uh, yeah. I just don't see when it was. I think except for Loki, all of them are releasing this year. August. I'm sorry. It's August. That's what it is. So it'll be this summer. So that'll be good. Yep. Uh, all right. So we got that. Now, here's the funny thing. I have not gotten to finish The Witcher or The Mandalorian. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the tables. Yeah, I have a small child and just don't. If the, the Mandalorian, sh- as much as I liked it, was putting me to sleep because there were sometimes too many quiet moments and I'm just like, I can't fucking watch this in the evening after I put her to sleep and stay awake. And The Witcher was the same damn thing for the first episode. So like, I was almost to come back to this when I can watch it during the day or like watch it on the train ride in the morning on the way home. Or in. The shoe is now on the other table, which has turned, so... I mean, if you're ah. talking about the fact that I want you to watch the IT crowd, which is only... 12 episodes. I don't want to watch it. It's kind of boring. I don't like it. It's in no way boring. You should just watch the episode about the internet because that's a great one where they convince Jen that she's going to be getting to borrow the internet for a presentation. The actual physical box that the internet comes out of for the world. And she's like, why are there wires? And they're like, it's wireless, Jen. And then the boss of the company ends up in a fight during the conference, which I'm not even going to tell you who he's fighting, because it's hilarious. You need to watch the internet episode. You probably need to watch it after we hang up. You need to take so the Mandalorian and, and the Witcher, right? Okay, so these mm-hmm. are two TV shows. The Witcher was released from by Netflix, and the Mandalorian was released by Apple Plus. I mean, so wow, wow, nope. Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Wow, yeah, who's um, paying you? No comment. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, The Mandalorian was like the uh, flagship television show that was going to come out for Disney Plus because everybody was excited mm-hmm. about that. This was like one of the first TV shows that we had that was live action in the Star Wars universe, and they were saying that they were going to go more into the route of TV shows instead of movies for the foreseeable future for the Star Wars universe. So people were extra excited. They wanted to see how The Mandalorian was going to look and actually feel. And how they were going to handle a lot of things. And I got to tell you, it fucking rocked. That TV show was awesome. And they did the best guerrilla marketing I've ever seen in my entire freaking life. They never showed you a picture of Baby Yoda until you watched the fucking episode. And then everyone was showing you pictures of Baby Yoda. And everyone was just like, oh my god. And well, ba- That's why they couldn't, they couldn't even make toys of that thing until they heard it. Because they were like, people will know. People will know. This thing was amazing. Like, this was a great series. It was, like, very much reminiscent of, like, samurai movies and westerns. And it, it was a sci-fi movie, but it was, like, it had rich lore. I, like, This Is The Way is going to be something that's going to be, like, pop culture referenced forever now. 
the Mandalorian code is very, very kind, of, very dope, and I can see a lot of. I'm expecting so many costumes, so many, so many cosplays. Yeah, I agree. It's gonna be very popular this uh, Halloween. Oh yeah, and then on the other side we get The Witcher. Oh. Mm-hmm. The Witcher. Okay, so. I know the game. Yeah. I've never played the game. I've never read the books. I know very much little about it. So I'm coming in this very fresh. And that's going to be... the games are better than the books. So probably don't even read the books. That's going to be important. Because I watched it and I love The Witcher. It was awesome. Like, I was like, oh shit. This was like... Because everyone's like, okay, Game of Thrones is done. We need another, like, kind of fantasy-like kind of TV show to watch. Because we've all been programmed to watch that. And I was trying to find one. And I couldn't find one. And this one is it. This is it. This mm-hmm. is. I got invested into it as much as I did with Game of Thrones, and it was really good. And I, I like. I don't watch. I don't marathon watch shows often. You know me. I, I can't really sit down and do that. But other than The Mandalorian, this was one of the only other shows I've ever been doing that. I, uh, I was able to do that in another in, in the past maybe two years. Like I mm-hmm. destroyed The Witcher. I finished that shit in like, I'm gonna say three days. And a lot of people were like, oh, my God, three days? I finished it in, like, one day because you can finish it in a day. I'm like, I don't got time like that. But I did that for The Witcher. It was great. The storyline was mm-hmm. awesome. Like, the powers were cool. The magic was interesting. I the, we, I have the same complaint everyone else has. They they don't know. Like, time travel is the, not time travel, but, like, the way they did events was very I've heard. kooky. Like, when you really... They told you, the story in a weird way. They really did. It it. But what I will say is it made me pay attention a lot more and i think that was part of the reason why they did that and i gotta say if that's the case kudos because it definitely made me pay attention more like i started because like you notice clues that allow you to know what the hell is going on with the timeline so you're like oh oh wait so that means oh okay yeah so that's cool um it was great acting it was uh a friend of ours said that it's a it was a more sexy show and that i agree because the Mandalorian doesn't take off his armor, and you saw Henry Cavill's everything in this movie. That man is buff. Like, God Girl damn. likes to take a nice bath every so often. Yeah, and fuck chicks. Because damn. Yes. He uh, was, that he does too. He's just. I know. Like, I mean, damn. Like. Which is not against some sexy time. Which is not against. Alone or with a lady. Like Jennifer. Jennifer. Yes. Okay. Yo, another thing. I I like these characters. Jennifer was amazing. Uh, Jester is Jamie. What was Jester? What's the name of the bard? Right now. I think it might be. Uh, Jester doesn't sound right, but it could be. It was it was something with a J. I can't remember. But like he was hilarious. He's like he was one of the most hilarious characters in that show. And like the, the liners he made was. Mm. Jasker. Jasker. Jennifer was uh her character's amazing. Her like I like her how like I haven't I haven't seen such a tragic backstory that was refreshing in a long time. Like all her shit was just like, okay, like I like how you I like where you're going with this. Yeah, go yeah, fuck yeah. This is really interesting. And they have and I feel as though there's still more shit to tap with her. So that's that's good. Um But that's the thing. I saw this and I haven't seen any of the series uh, in, in any form, movie or video, movie, it was a video game or book or anything. People who have read the book and watched the movie do not like this TV show as much because they feel as though it ruined a lot of the stuff and it changed a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. and it isn't the same. 
And it, see, it, I feel like people who have watched the movie or play the game like the the TV show. From what I found, this might be strictly just books, people, because so far I've talked people. to two different people who read the book who said they didn't like it, and I've seen one person who who played the game who like they were a little iffy on it. So I may have assumed it was all the thing, but yeah. it might just be the books, people. But like, yeah, they seem to be a little. I don't think most people have read the books, honestly, because again, they were originally written like. Authors, I think, like Polish or something like that. So, like, like I don't think they were translated up until a couple of years ago. And honestly, the games are what brought those books more popular. The books weren't like hyper popular until the games came out. Mm. Because there's a whole story, like, with that author. Like, the game company CD Projekt Red wanted to get the rights to The Witcher, and they were like, "Hey, uh, can we get the rights to The Witcher? We want to make this deal with you. We'll do some profit sharing with you. So if you make money, you'll get a piece of it." And the guy was basically just like, "No." fuck you just give me this much money for it go away and that's what they did they gave him you know what he wanted to get the rights to it and they went away and then the first game came out and it did really well then the second game came out and they were like hey we're gonna do another game it's been doing all right you sure you don't want to resign a new contract we'll we'll share some of the profits with you no just fuck me give me the money so they gave him what he asked for and then the second game came out did really well so they made the third game and then the third game was fucking astronomically well and then apparently the country he lives in has a law that protects artists and they were like you need to give him more money he's asking for more money now whereas everyone on the internet was like fuck this guy they tried twice to give him more money fuck him fuck his book fuck that they made the better witcher than he did but because the law in the country was that way they came to a deal with him was like sure we will share some profits with him now even though he was a grade A dick about it both times and thought our game was nonsense compared to his books when our games have made his books a fuck ton more money than will ever be made that's why now if you actually ask him he did an interview about the tv show and like they asked him like so what do you think about the tv show he's like i'm not gonna say anything bad about it it's making me money it's great <laughs> it's like there was no constructive criticism it's just like i'm not gonna say shit about it why would i say anything like he, he's his interview is just like, wow, this guy's a this guy's an ass. He's just he's an ass. Okay. Some people are just uh, assholes. Yeah, it's just like okay. So it, it was just like the most weirdest one sided interview ever. You read it and just like I don't even know what the fuck point was that. Uh, I don't I don't know what we got out of this. So maybe it's because like he really 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 put his heart and soul into the books and. It didn't do so great. And, and no then, one fucking liked okay. them. And no one fucking liked them. Exactly. And then they're just like, let's make a video game. And you're just like, I don't... And he probably... And he doesn't give a fuck about video games. I can no. tell. He's, he's probably never played a video game in his life. No. And so he's just like, get the fuck out of my face. You know what? No. Buy my book if you really give a shit. Buy the rights to it if that's such a big deal. Because someone no one fucking likes this book. And so he was just like, okay, fine. Buy the books. And they're just like, all right, we'll buy it. And they bought it. And they made a video game. And then apparently made so much money... But you put your and like they change shit, but like they put so much heart and soul in this, and like children frolics is what's making you more money than the book you put your heart and soul into. And then they had the audacity to put it on the most, put it on Netflix, which is the pretty much the epitome of new America and communist and uh, capitalism yeah. and like consumerism. Yeah. Netflix and chill is a thing, say. and we're just like we're gonna, gonna make say. a TV show over it, and it's gonna be amazing. And they picked yeah. Superman yeah. to play him. Yeah, yeah. Let's say uh, before its release, it was The Witcher Three was pre-ordered by 1.5 million people, 
So you're talking about a $60 game, 1.5 million people pre-ordered it. So it made that much money immediately, pretty much. You know, that's like $60 million or whatever. Yeah, by June, over 690,000 people had activated the game. The game sold over 6 million copies in the next six weeks. The studio made a profit of $63.3 million in the first half of 2015. The series had sold over $33 million by the end of 2027. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, following the release of the Netflix series, The Witcher One Hunt had a 554% increase in sales that month. So after the TV show came out, it had a 554 increase in sales. Like, what was this? Three years after it was? Three, four years after it came out. Yeah. It made a fuck ton more money after that. Because people want to play The Witcher now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Give me more Witcher. want to play The Witcher now. We didn't, nothing about that says, hey, you know what the book did? The book did, no. I don't know know how much the book did, but it probably didn't do that much better. Oh, no, actually, I'm sorry. The books did. The books have been doing pretty great, as demand has caused 500,000 new copies of the original books to be printed. So, yeah, nearly a quarter million, a half a million books were made uh, after that. That's ridiculous. It's made $50 million on Steam. Damn, that's a lot of fucking. Money. Anyway, um, so basically, I wanted to ask, what did you think was better? But you haven't watched it all the way. But so far, what you saw, what did you think was better between Men The Witcher is better. The Witcher is better. Yeah, I'm gonna assume that's better. But The Mandalorian seems like a more straightforward story. Uh, adds in the Star Wars universe, and I'll say The Mandalorian is exactly kind of. Well, no, I'm not going to say that because that's bullshit. It's not right. Um, I'm going to say The Mandalorian does work. It tells a story that's not the the main characters, which is more interesting to me as a whole. So I'll probably get around to watching that sooner or later still. Um, I, I don't actually, care about Skywalkers anymore. Mm, you know what? Same. I yeah. actually think The Mandalorian is the better TV show. I like... So when I asked all my friends about this, uh, a lot of them said split. They were like, they really couldn't, they couldn't decide between either or, like, they were like, they're both great. And like, I'm not trying to push anyone against the other one, but per me personally, I like the Mandalorian story better. Like, it, it feels like, one, it brings you back to the Star Wars universe, but you don't have to worry, like, you're not, again, bogged down with Skywalker bullshit. This is like a character that we know about, but like, we don't know about his line and like, I mean, well, not a, a character that we know something about, but we don't know anything about his line. And it gives you so much rich lore about these characters. And then it introduce, uh, and it brings back characters that you know before, like um, he when he was trading with like the Dreser tribe people, that mm-hmm. was kind of interesting. And like I like the fact that he wasn't just some like hot shot. I'm gonna shoot, kill, and my way out of everything. A lot of times he was negotiating or like making deals or making agreements and just following his rules. But like that was his code, and it was kind of cool to see somebody with a code and like. It, it the cowboy thing, cowboy samurai thing was, it was it was really nice. I mean, I I hadn't seen a serious movie like that in a while, so like mm-hmm. it was interesting. And then you threw Baby Yoda in there, and he's caring for a child. It gives it a whole, it gave it like a whole lone wolf and cub thing. It was great. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. Because I'm I'm even more interested in it since uh, wrestler Sasha Banks is supposed to be in the second season. So oh yeah, that was. Some, I'll that catch was up by then to see what they uh they do with her. But yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. So I see I'm supposed to talk about a goddamn K-drama Talk about a goddamn K-drama Okay, goddamn K-drama On Netflix now called Crash Landing on You I believe the series is wrapped up It was airing weekly on Netflix As well as uh, Korean TV 
Uh, basic idea of the story is uh, a woman crash lands her paraglider in North Korea. She is flying in Korea. A storm comes along. It raises her super duper high in the air. And when she comes down, she has crossed the demilitarized zone into North Korea. And now she has to find a way to get back to South Korea. Because, uh, you know, when you live in South Korea, you don't want to end up suddenly living in North Korea. Oh, yeah. She is found by a soldier named Ri Jong-hook. He's a captain in the North Korean army. Uh, her name is Yoon Siri. She's a South Korean uh, corporate heiress, like most of them. And most people in Korean dramas tend to be at some point or another. And, uh, you know, she's trying to get home. She's used to a life of luxury and, you know, money. So she has to get used to living like a North Korean, which is a little bit poor, a little bit simpler. And dealing with... Uh, I thought it was a lot of bit poor. Like It's a lot of bit poor. Like, a lot of bit like, poor. like peasant farmer for poor. Yeah, it's a lot of bit poor. Well, also hiding out from North Korean army because basically, uh, you know, they probably wouldn't take kindly to her being there. So she basically poses as a fiance uh, that people don't know while she's staying with this soldier who's taking pity on her and she's trying to help her get home. Um, the only people who know are his subordinates who work under him, who he's shared the secret with. They don't like her that much, or at least most of them, one of them doesn't like her that much, but they all kind of take a fancy to her because she's very different from them. She does things differently, and she's always surprised at the way they, they do stuff, their ingenuity from being from North Korea as you know, she's very modern. It's like, what do I do? How do you do this? I believe at one point, uh, she tells them some stuff about South Korea and they just basically flat out. Don't believe her. Like, yeah, no, uh, people don't eat like that. You eat meat five times a week. That's bullshit. No one eats meat five times a week. Like no one's got it like that. We eat meat like once a week because meat's fucking expensive. Get out of here. Uh, later in the series, actually, she does get back to South Korea, and the North Korean guys who are helping her actually end up in South Korea briefly as well with her, and it's just pure culture shock for a little while because it's just like there's a fucking restaurant that sells French fried potatoes. What the fuck? Because that shit don't exist there. Because you know people don't got time to French fried potatoes. You eat potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, Flat it, mash know. it, stir it in a stew. Exactly, exactly. But it was um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, like most Korean, Korean dramas, it's full of drama. It's full of craziness. You get guys who apparently she knows from South Korea who are businessmen who are now secretly doing business in North Korea to make money who then see her and realize, you're not supposed to be here. What the fuck are you doing here? So that creates more drama, especially when it's the guy who she previously dated. Ooh. And, you know, who now sees someone else there that he wants to date, but she's engaged to somebody else. Um, you know, so there's lots of little things, um, but it's fun. It's on Netflix. It was a pretty decently rated show. It gives a glimpse into North Korean life. Um, North Korean, uh, escapees have kind of said that they liked the show because it kind of bridges the gap a little bit. It shows a relatively realistic depiction of what basic life is for the average person there. Um, and you know, it's, um, all in all just, a part of their culture that probably they don't get to see, let alone us. Uh, so yeah, I, I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It's cute. Um, it's enjoyable. And um, the ending is interestingly kind of sad. I don't want to totally give it away, but I mean, it basically ends up being that two of the characters uh, have to communicate 
are trying to communicate from uh, one side of the border to the other side, and they really can't. So one of the characters leaves one of their countries and goes to like a, kind of a common country that they can both go to. If you're wealthy enough in North Korea, you can go to this country without an issue and come back, and uh, vice versa. And while there, basically gets a cell phone and sets up the cell phone to send messages, like for an entire year, where it's like, I'm gonna set up the cell phone and it's gonna text you randomly for an entire year from me on certain dates. So like, it's gonna be like we're having a conversation that's slightly delayed. Like, I'm not going to be able to get anything back from you, but you're going to get text messages from me for an entire year uh, randomly just so you can feel like I'm still in your life. And that was cute. That's a cute idea. So he, P.S. I loved you, her? In a way, but for an entire year. To her cell phone. I mean, in there, they he mailed letters after he died, but yeah. Yeah. This is text messages and other things. So. So he sent nudie selfies? I don't know. They, they didn't go that far. I guess it's possible. Mm. I mean, I guess that's what you could do for your last one. Be like, ba-ba, my dick. <laughs> um, but it feels like that would end on a strange note. You know, maybe you start with, start with that. Like, surprise, text message. And then like. No, seriously, the rest of these going forward will be more serious. You can save that one, but the rest of these will be heartfelt and sincere. As opposed to ending with it, where it's just like, well, no, that's the last thing I have in my mind. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Crash Landing on You, on Netflix, now. All right. Uh, Let's get to our last few things. Uh, Games. Two trailers. Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. Uh... Wow, I didn't yeah. know I wanted a Samurai Jack game, so now I do. Yeah, looks fun. Yeah, looks fun. I don't. I mean, it, you know, Samurai Jack. I imagine a lot of people have probably forgotten it slightly, but it does look fun. Um, and it's from Adult Swim Games, who has made quite a few games in the last few years, actually, that have been a lot of fun. So it's probably worth picking up. I'm not sure when it comes out, but I believe it's sometime this year. Um, release date is going to be, well, it's, uh, no, that's not it. That's a previous semi-jack game that came out March 23rd, 2004. This one is summer 2020, so that's when it's coming out. Yep, yep. So that's all we got. And One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. That's One Punch Man. <laughs> one Punch! You just, you just punch people once in the game, and then it's over. Not, not not completely, but that's uh, what the trailer shows out right now. Yeah, that's what the trailer does show. But I believe it's out right now, so it's out on everything. So you know, if you don't know if you want to play this game, you can probably hop on Twitch or Mixer and watch somebody play it. But in the meantime, a One Punch Game Mind game is out, and it can be uh, purchased now. So there you go. It's two game trailers. <laughs> uh. So you have uh, comics, a trailer for New Jedi stuff. I want to say right now, I am in no way excited for any of that. Really? No. And I say this because I don't fucking like prequels. Uh. Especially after big universes have been set up. And it's like, hey, look, 
let's go back and tell you more stories of cool shit that already happened and set up all the shit you've already known and seen and now I don't give a fuck about. That's fair. Um, I'm gonna let you take this one because I don't, I, I, I don't care. Well, <laughs> what Andrew's saying is that uh, creative people are coming together for various different forms of media to make mm-hmm. new Jedi I and mean, new Star Wars stories, but they're not gonna be focused on the Star War, uh, the Skywalker clan again. Which thank God for that. But they're going to be focusing on the time period way before all of this. So they mentioned that for the old Republic. Yeah. So it was the, wait, what are they calling it? The Grand Republic or the... The Golden Republic? I the don't Golden, know. Something like that. But basically, it's the thousand years that the Jedis had rose, um, that Jedis had had peace and prosperity out the land and everything. So The High Republic, I'm sorry. The High Republic. So this was the thousand year Pax Romana, so to speak, or Pax Republic. Yeah, this takes place two year, 200 years before the Star Wars Phantom Menace. Yeah. So this is like... Yeah. All the all the stuff that happens, and like it, the Jedi are supposed to be in high power, so they're like you know you're gonna see whole new sets of Jedi's, new characters, and this is not just for like a, like a show or a movie or something. They're they're doing this to re- do a wide media release that probably will eventually lead up to like new TV shows and maybe new movies. But they're gonna do a lot of comics and books and interactive games. I think. Yeah, I think so. And it's just gonna flood it with new stuff. And then they're like they're all in the same room. They're writing like different. So they're writing like wide arcing stories and like individual character stories like you know new jedi learning how to use their powers jedi sheriffs and like how the republic isn't like so completely consuming of the entire galaxy there's actually edges to it so there's like stuff like outworld that they have to deal with so that you have like jedis who will only do jedi stuff in the outworld so they like far sector jedi like far sector lanterns and like green lantern course so you're doing mm-hmm. that and you like have to figure and like you see like news designs for Jedi's because they're going to be far sector stuff and they kind of look like bounty hunters. And then they're like, what was the shit that like, you know, like what do the Jedi fear? And like, so they show like these weird art designs that we don't know what they're going to be. But then they also mentioned a group of like Viking scavenger pirate type characters that are like an alien, like conglomerate of people that will just like, pit, you know, pillage planets and items and warships and stuff. And it all looks kind of interesting. Like they're gonna like, I don't know much about the Republic days, but like, I mean, I'm sure it's fine. I just, I don't know, just really hate prequels. I get it. It kind of puts a limit on what you can and cannot do because of yeah. where it is in timeline. But it gives like, opportunity to show some stuff that we didn't see that might be interesting, and it can set up stuff for the future. So like, they can like. Pepper stuff in the background, like, oh, by the way, this has happened, this has happened, happened. So when they finally yeah, move forward, they're like, oh shit, remember the stuff they said in that prequel? Mm. Now it's back, but now it has a giant army behind yeah. it. The problem is, this is like the third prequel, because when I think about it now, they're saying this is like 200 years before the Phantom Menace. So, like, okay, that's the first prequel. Then we got the Old Republic. The Old Republic was like almost like a thousand years before the Phantom Menace. And that was a MMO game. And I actually liked that because it was a game. And it was like, this is why we can do a bunch of Jedis. Because there's a lot of Jedis back then. So that's why it works. That's fine too. But this is like, now we're going to do another prequel. But somewhere in between these two prequels. Where it's like, things are still interesting. But they haven't started to get too bad yet. So it's a peak, So you don't like the fact that it's a prequel inception. A prequel within a prequel. Yep. 
it's like the same problem I have with like Star Trek Discovery. I don't I don't fuck with it. So I'm just like, because I'm just like, okay, cool. We finished Voyager. We finished Deep Space Nine. Then we got Enterprise with Commander Archer, which takes place before Kirk. And then we got Star Trek Discovery finally, which takes place like 50 years before Kirk. So it's like, cool. We're just continuing down the prequel line till we get to Kirk, so we can start this all over again. And it's just like, I don't give a shit about this stuff because for everyone, it started with Kirk. So, who fucking cares about this stuff before? Like, doesn't like doesn't really know. It doesn't tell me anything. I liked Enterprise. I okay. I liked Enterprise. I mean, I'm sure it had its moments, but I like Picard because it goes boldly where no one has gone before. Forward. And if you're not going to watch anything, you need to watch Picard because that shit is amazing. It's just, it's just exactly what I've been waiting for Star Trek to do for like 15 years. Go forward, do something awesome. I started the first episode. I haven't finished it yet, but I started it because I was just like, I could watch Star Trek Picard, or I could watch the IT crowd, and I chose Star Trek Picard. I hope you're not. I hope you're not mad at me. You could have watched the IT crowd while waiting for soup to heat up. It's 20 minutes. Like, I'm, I'm being serious. You need to watch the internet episode tomorrow. You need to watch it. You need to watch Picard, but you need to watch the internet episode. Like, I don't know. Get on your phone and watch it on the train ride into work. You probably watch it on the subway platform while waiting for the train. You need to watch the IG crap. And that was the Jedi section. Hooray. Who cares? So, so all right. Time to get to the comics. Let's wrap it up. Yep, with our four comics, four comics. Which is a segment Wait, where we four talk- minutes for comics? Four minutes, four <laughs> comics. Wait, four comics, four minutes. Four minutes and comics. Four comics, four right. minutes. This is this is getting much. I am a copy of a co- Okay. Four minutes for comics. Okay. So where we basically cool. speak about comic reviews in four minutes or four-ish minutes, you know, in case somebody wants to r- ramble a couple extra seconds. I mean, sometimes you just need to be in the flow. But um, Stop it. Cut it off right there. Mm, okay. Mm. So my esteemed colleague, Andrew, can you put four minutes on the... Cool. Can you hold it to this? Can you hold the screen up so I can see it? That, that's that's a long time to hold the screen up. That's four minutes. Yeah, you just keep showing long, it to me. It's a long. Maybe we'll see. All right. Just show it to me. Don't say anything. I don't. I think it's gonna cut into my flow. Nah, I'm gonna try. That's why I say stuff. Cut into the flow. You just getting stretching, doing some you uh-huh. know, exercises. Uh-huh. Red uh-huh. leather, okay. yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Unique New York. Unique New York. La 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 mm-hmm. la la. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sofia Vergara got a bikini wax. Sofia Vergara got a Brazilian. What? What? I don't know. Just figured we were saying things to help uh, loosen up our tongues. That came to mind. All right. So you got four minutes. Uh, ready, set, go. Okay, first comic is Wolverine number one. Uh, a new story from the story, a uh, new comic in the storyline for uh, Dawn of X. I, I'm 
we haven't had a solid Wolverine comic in a while, and God damn it, I've missed it. Two stories, two awesome stories. One of them, one of them involving vampires, another one involving Wolverine murdering all of his friends. So you know, just good shit. And I think there's going to be a Avengers X Men vampire storyline crossover. So excited for that. Next one, Batman White Knight number eight seven. Batman tells everyone he's Bruce Wayne, or is he? Because apparently he's not actually a Wayne because of some other stuff. And Azrael's a Wayne. But anyway, he tells everyone that he's Bruce Wayne. Takes his mask off and all that shit, so the streets of Gotham can clear and he can fight Azrael mano a mano for the final issue or not. Whatever. Uh, it's okay. Next issue, uh, Batman's eighty number 88 and 89. Uh, these were both dropped in the same month, so I read both of them. Harley Quinn joins the fun, basically, in this new storyline that's going on, which is a lot more, you know, Batman-esque than the one before. But, you know, I'm not going to shit on Tom King anymore because, you know, the guy is awesome. And I reread Miracle Man, and damn it, if that isn't a great fucking comic. Anyway, so uh, Harley Quinn jumps on in the fun. Catwoman knows a secret about what's going on because she's part of the plans that actually started this with this designer and we don't know what's going on but it looks like Batman is fucked and Joker's going to show up soon because Harley's here to kill him and, Bat- and Penguin was just being a straight up badass. So uh, read it if you can. Uh, new- we also got two new issues of New Mutants X, 7 and 8. Um, I'm going to talk more about 7 than I am about 8 because Sunspot is fucking awesome. If you don't know who Sunspot is, go find him, go read him. He's awesome. He's the most arrogant bat asshole and you love him for it. Um... I also ship him in Deathbird because, you know what, that's just too awesome. Uh, the Earth team found a way to kill mutants, uh, found some monsters that were chasing them or trying to kill mutants, and they kill them right back. And Sebastian Stahl does a most boss badass move by taking out an entire gang with a few words and a handshake. Awesome. Deadly Class, number issue number 43, new story arc that's popping up. Half of the people in that was at the cabin party are dead now. I don't, it, shit went wild. Shit's on fire. One of the main characters is now burning in a fire and a bonfire because her boyfriend killed her. Um, like Maria cheated on Marcus. I mean, come on, the fuck. And then like Helmet's back and he's like goth and in a murder cult. Shit's wild. Anyway, all right. So Deadly Class is awesome. Check it out if you haven't read it already. This series is bananas and it is R.I.P. the TV show. Last but not least, Money Shot. So, if you don't remember, I reviewed Money Shot before. It, it was a bunch of a bunch of scientists who, because they weren't getting any funding, decided to teleport to other alien planets and have sex with them and film it so people will watch it as pornography and they will give them money to fund their science. Because Like you do. Like you do. It sounds ridiculous. Actually, still ridiculous. But a fun read. It's really fun. Uh, uh, I think issue, it was issue three or four. But um, I got to tell you, it was really good. There's a part where the alien, uh, one of the errant characters beats another character t- with his humongous balls because he's mastered an art of like perfect nirvana involving orgasms. And like there's this one like warlord chick who, when learning the art, used that orgasm wave to wipe out an entire armana. So, that's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's a really weird comic. But anyway, that's Money Shot. And this was four com- when it's four comics. I think I still have 10 seconds left on the clock. So, rapid fire of anything that I want to mention. 20XX, uh, Marauders are still good. X-Men is awesome. Stop. Yeah. Shut up. 
Good shit. Well, there you go. You've done it. Yes, I have. It's a bit more than four, but I guess that's okay. That's why it's four minutes for comics. You know, four four minutes oh, to talk about comics. See what four I four minutes for comics. See what I did there. See I see what, I, what you're done. See what I did there. It's crafty. Well, I'm only going to do four, so uh, that's cool. No, I'm disappointing myself. So that's cool. Is it cool? I don't know. We'll see. Tell me when it hit the clock. Yeah, let's start. Boom. Okay, so American Jesus, uh, the new Messiah, issues two and three. May have talked about it previously before, but American Jesus is the story of basically a kid who everyone thinks is Jesus, who survives, does some miracles, does some stuff. And then by the end of the story, you find out, nope, nope, he's not Jesus. He's actually the Antichrist. And uh, yeah, he's going to have to have a fight with the new Jesus eventually. So this is that story that takes place many years later. But American Jesus, the new Messiah, two and three, basically shows what the second coming of Jesus was doing while that kid was also growing up. Uh Second coming of Jesus is actually a girl, Catalina. Uh, she runs away from home because basically she thinks her parents are crazy because she's been raised in this cult basically her whole life that worships her and wants to hear her words and keep her straight and on the narrow because, you know, you're Jesus. We can't have you doing crazy stuff. Um, but she runs away and she gets a boyfriend and she fucks and she drinks and she smokes. She does all the things she's not supposed to do. All the stuff that you don't really expect Jesus to do. Um, her mother eventually tracks her down and finds out where she is. Because basically, now that she's left, uh, crazy people who follow the Antichrist are looking for her too. So they can kill her. So that, you know, the Antichrist wins. Her mother eventually tracks her down with her friends and tries to get her out, out of there. While trying to get her out of there, they discover that uh, the compound they lived at has been burnt down. Because the crazy people found them there. So her earthly dad is now dead. Um, while running away from the basically crazy people. Her mother and her get caught, and they uh, are about to be murdered in a standoff on the road when uh, lightning strikes all of them, and she basically suddenly comes into her powers and understands that she actually really is Jesus' second coming, and she basically smites the holy fuck out of the rest of them and causes them all to shoot themselves in the heads. Um, Needless to say, uh, her and her mother escape, they get away, and they realize they have somewhere else to go, and um, that's how the book ends, so the next issue. Fun book. Batman Superman number seven. Uh, Batman uh, still dealing with the fact that Superman has revealed his identity to the world. Superman is dealing with that too. But in the meantime, what they're both dealing with is the fact that uh, Ra's al Ghul has come after both of them because he needs their assistance. Basically, General Zod has come to Ra's al Ghul looking to use one of his Lazarus pits to revive the lost city of Kandor, which died and suffered an attack. Ra said, No dice, my Lazarus pits. Back off, dude. Uh, but Zod doesn't really take no for an answer. Needless to say, the book ends with Zod having dumped all the body city, bottle city, into a Lazarus pit, and a bunch of tiny hundreds of Kryptonians flying towards all of them. Uh, and crazy, because it's a Lazarus pit, and that's what happens when you go into one. He-Man and the Master of the Multiverse. This has been a fun crossover. Basically, it's just evil He-Man running around the multiverse, killing He-Mans all over to gain the powers of Grayskull. Uh, and now he's finally got to possibly our world, Earth Prime, where he's going to kill He-Man Prime to gain ultimate power while he's being pursued by a good He-Man and a good Skeletor because you need a good Skeletor to beat a bad He-Man. A lot of fun. And last, uh, Red Sonia Vampirella meet Betty and Veronica. It's an Archie comic. 
Archie Comics are crazy. They've been doing weird stuff for the last few years. And this has been a fun book. This is issue 9 of Red Sonia and Vampirella hanging out with Betty and Veronica. They go to the 70s where they're sent there. They have to hang out with a Betty and Veronica from the 70s to get back to the present to save a Betty and Veronica from the present who have been sent to Vampirella's homeworld, Draculon, uh, to rescue them and fight, uh, I don't know, like Dracula and Vampirella, something else. And it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Red Sonya kicks butt. Vampirella's always fun. And uh, Archie Comics just continues to do weird, crazy shit in their books. Two. So one. Enjoy. And that's it. That's just where the cookie crumbles. All right. It's a phrase, children. We used to say it in the olden times. You mean the 90s? I think it was before the 90s. I think, like, I don't know, a TV detective said it or something like that. Like Matlock or somebody. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, or, like, Santa Claus said it once, maybe. I don't know. I thought it was from Liar Liar. I'm pretty sure it's before Liar Liar. No, I mean Bruce Almighty. I'm pretty sure it's before Bruce Almighty. I'm pretty sure this outdates Jim Carrey. I'm pretty sure. It's 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 far older than that. I'm sorry. It's older than your your young mind can define. Hmm. It's okay. It's good to be young. We have viewers who are older than us, so we should really not give a crap about that stuff. They know what I'm talking about. They're old as fuck, too. Hurts. Hurts every day. Needless to say, I think we're done. Yeah, I think we are. I have to pee, so this is Um, probably for the best. uh, So when should we do this again? So the Review Zoo is a bi-weekly product that will... Hey, bi-weekly again. I like it. <laughs> we'll be dropping every bi-weekly, so the next one will be coming out in two weeks-ish, you know? Yes, we'll have some news. Maybe one of us will see Bloodshot. I'll probably see Bloodshot. That's almost, there you go. That's almost certainly see Bloodshot. Ben Diesel. We also didn't touch on the fact that Ben Stiller is joining Fast Furious 9, but okay, that's fine. I'm sorry, What? Yeah, Ben Stiller, he's been announced. He's going to be in the Fast and Furious 9. He's going to join the family. Okay, you know what? Uh, we have something to talk about next time. Is All it right. wrong that I want him to play Zoolander in it? But anyways, okay. Stop it. All the right. Review Zoo is a product of Rapture Press. You can find more at rapturepress.com, where we have other shows like Mike and Mike Go to the Movies, The Complete Works, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Free the Planet, and Togging Up, the totally original Geek News podcast starring Sam and Ed. Uh, follow us everywhere you go to social things. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Um, you may even be able to follow us soon on LinkedIn. Um, and I think by next time we'll have a phone number because I want you know people to call in, say some bullshit about us, so we can play it on the air here, and um, you know we can talk smack back. So, needless to say, I'm Andrew McDonald, and I'm Sam Harper. And Sam's gonna go run and pee, so we'll see you soon. I am literally rocking back and forth. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's doing a pee pee dance. Alright, so, uh, we'll see you later. Peace! <laughs>